You're listening to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I have a question for you. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the college recruiting process? You have come to the right place. Jill will bring you expert tips and interviews with special guests to help you take a deep breath and know, yes, you are moving in the right direction to find your college team. After this podcast, don't forget to head to Jill's shop page to purchase her two guidebooks that will make everything in college recruiting much more clear and simple. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody, to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. Today, I have a really fun guest for us. I had been thinking a lot about which I do. I try to think about where are the girls at in their season and where are moms and dads at? And so it kind of hit me last week that I've been giving a whole lot of pointers about different things for the girls, but I was really thinking, wow, I think moms and dads could really use a podcast of a family that's in the thick of recruiting and has not made their commitment yet. So I have invited Tara Kim here. Hi, Tara. Hi, Jill. And she has been with JH Consulting with me for a few years now, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. And um, her um, eldest level 10, um, they have two level 10s um, in their home. And their eldest one has not committed yet, um, probably would have had not been for uh, some setbacks. So I thought this would be a really good family for those of you out there who need some encouragement. And, you know, if I only put um, families out here who, oh, they've committed to this school and they've committed to that school, I think for some parents, you can often feel like, well, it's easy now. You can go back and say, you know, it all happened for you, but it's not happening for our family. And I thought it would be actually more beneficial to ask Tara as a mom, what she's going through, knowing that um, she does have two gymnasts. They're both wanting to get recruited to college and it hasn't happened yet, but I know it's going to. And Mm -hmm. otherwise I probably wouldn't have done this, but I just think I'd love for you, Tara, as we walk through this next 30 minutes together, that you can be as honest and real as possible to maybe bring some, like I say, encouragement to other moms in the same situations, moms and dads. So here we go. Um, So tell us, Tara, a little bit about your two daughters that are gymnasts. Okay, so one is a junior in high school, so she's class of 2023, and she is doing her, this is her fourth year as a level 10, and my second daughter is in eighth grade, so, and this is her first year doing level 10. Um, they're both strong academically and gymnastically. I feel like they're they're both pretty strong, um, but, you know, we're in the in the JO world, we're not doing the hopes and elite route. So we're trying to keep a life gym balance at the same time. Oh, I think we ought to touch on that. Yeah. I've had many parents this last week tell me that how much they're enjoying um, having a balance in their family and not just doing up to 30 to 40 hours a week of gymnastics. Um, and 
I know that um, academics are very important to your family. I can tell by my time when I meet, have met with them. But tell us about home life and how you balance all this with two girls in gymnastics. What kind of things do you guys, parameters do you put on their lives so that there is um, interaction going on as a family? Do you guys like to go do things? I know they're competing right now, yeah. but what kind of things do you notice really help them to relax and not take gymnastics maybe uh, so seriously? I think we've always said We've never said gymnastics first, I should say. That's not our number one. It's a very big part of our life, but it doesn't take over our lives. We try not to let it, except for when they're in season. Obviously, we have to, you know, be a little more cautious of, you know, they're going out or traveling. Obviously, that kind of <laughs> our yeah. only travel is gymnastics travel. But <laughs> um, yeah, but I think, I mean, we're blessed to have the ocean 30 minutes away. So we are a surf family. And I definitely think that's been a huge help, especially with the pandemic. That was our silver lining because that was a safe place they can go and actually get in the water, you know, enjoy the sun and just kind of be out of their rooms, you know, and doing Zoom workouts during the pandemic. And, you know, just it was a breath of fresh air to be able to do that. So at home, I mean, we try to have dinner together now, especially with the pandemic. It's interesting. We never had dinner together before because it was in the car, you know, running back and forth. So this it's, that's kind of one of our big things. We love now, like sitting down for dinner together, they get home at somewhat of a reasonable hour where we can do that. Um, so just those times, but Otherwise, they're tired a lot, you know, they're and they're they have their school and gymnastics. That is a big part of their life, but there is some balance there. Tell me, do they go? I can't remember. They're in public. Yeah. Of them are homeschooled, but my older one, my junior, is um, she does independent studies, but she has the option to actually go to school, which is great pre-pandemic. She was going five days a week, but after the pandemic, they kind of pulled back. So she was at home a lot, but now she's kind of going back to going to school, but it's pretty much online, Mm -hmm. uh, but she's not homeschooled. She, there's a whole, you know, system there. My younger one goes to regular charter school out here. Um, Yeah. Great. And I didn't mention this question to you. So You'll have to answer it off the cuff here, but how are you starting to see the shadow of COVID lifted um, over your daughters in terms of just, do you, are you noticing a difference as COVID seems to be fading away? Are you sensing their personalities and just their outlook? Are you seeing a difference in them? I think every parent would say yes. And it dif- depends on the age of the child. I was I will say I was very lucky that they were a bit older and they were more hands off and I, I didn't have to set up a computer for them and, you know, do all those things, but they're more independent now. I'd say with that, um, they're more aware health conscious wise too. Um, you know, their gym was very strict, but that allowed their gym to stay open and they recognize that. So they don't complain about, you know, oh, I have to wear a mask, you know, they never, because they realize their gym is open and we're just happy to have that. So I definitely think they grew and they, they're more aware through the whole pandemic. Yeah. Good. Some of the good things. That- yeah. 
there's a lot of silver linings for us. Yeah. I know not everyone, and it's hard for me to say that because I know other people have suffered differently from it, but we, you know, we've found the silver lining in all of it and the gym has sustained. And that was huge for us because we saw gyms and businesses and everything just, you know, shut down through the whole. Yes. Yes. Um, Can you remember when you hired JH Consulting? Uh, what brought you to this decision and what were some of your fears and concerns at that time when you looked ahead to the recruiting process before you had an advisor? So when we did hire you, it was after you did a presentation at our gym. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I had no clue on where to start in the whole recruitment process. Um, It was going to be our first rodeo because it was my, you know, older daughter And um, it seemed premature at the time, but I also realized how fast things can move. Um, I had a lot of unknowns with the NCAA rules and timelines and definitely needed that guidance. Um, Pretty much did not know where to start, especially my biggest concern was narrowing down a college to target or colleges to target it. I mean, all I knew is, oh, go to, you know, um, road to nationals. And I'm like, okay, there's about 60 colleges, you know, I was not an athlete, you know, high school, I didn't go through this process. And I just was like, it was overwhelming. So just to figure out how can we narrow down the schools? Where is she at? Even though she was young, so you couldn't say, oh, in four years, she's going to have this skill and she's going to be at this level. But we kind of could gauge, you know, what kind of an athlete she was. So which schools to target that I could not have done without hiring JH Consulting for sure. Yeah, I hear that a lot from families. We have a pretty good grasp of some parts of recruiting, but the details are where it gets challenging, I think. And then my next question has to do with setbacks, which Lana did have. And, um, it took about, was it uh, almost nine months or so to get her back on all four events or how long she had a back injury, right? And yes. yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say, I will say with injuries, one thing I learned when she got injured in level four, level seven, it seemed at the time like the end of the world. And, but when she was injured um, during the recruitment process, it put things into a whole different perspective mm-hmm. for us. So um, it, the schools that she was connecting with, because, you know, June 15th, she started connecting and then her injury happened after. Mm-hmm. So um, especially her reach schools, they suddenly became out of reach. Right. And that was, I'd say it was humbling uh, as well as a good reminder to for her to kind of reflect mm-hmm. Um on like who she was with or without gymnastics, what she wanted with or without gymnastics. We try to always, in, you know, put that in their head, but I think realizing like, wow, maybe this won't happen, you know, maybe this will. So then it was like, okay, what do you really want if gymnastics doesn't happen? It was just more of a reality check. Yep. Um, so I think it also lit a fire under her even she's always been a really good at healing and, you know, fixing her injuries, but it really, you know, made her focus on her recovery. 
uh, through like physical therapy and conditioning and strengthening. And it brought her back to her basics, which I know you always say college coaches love seeing basics. Um, so I think that was, uh, that was a big kind of, you know, turn around. And I, I know with injuries are always something's got to get, it's meant to happen for whatever reason, whether it was, she wasn't meant to go to that reach school that we had really thought she could actually get in with, but, um, we'll see where it ends up taking her. Yeah. You know, when they get injured, it's the initial meeting we have where they're kind of bummed and in a bit of shock and frustration. And then I tell them, these are all the things I want you to be doing while you're injured. And they kind of look at me like, Oh, I thought everything was going to stop, you know, until I get better. And that we kept meeting and she did everything I asked her to and stayed positive. And I just love the coaching staff she's with because they really got on board with um, communicating with me and just really being sure we were giving Alana everything she needed throughout that time period so that she didn't feel like um, completely in the dark of what was supposed to happen next or how she could get there. But it does, it's hard on them when they feel like the colleges are reaching out and showing a lot of interest. And then all of a sudden it goes kind of quiet or they just say, keep sending updates or, um, you know, all the athlete feels like is what am I supposed to say? You know, I'm injured, I'm injured, I'm injured, but there's so much they can be doing that. They just don't realize that at JH consulting, we really try to help them see it through the lens of the coach. So if they don't post anything, it looks like they quit gymnastics. But if they can post everything they're doing each week, because they're all still going to the gym, these kids not stop going to the gym. So they just don't understand that whatever they are doing, whether it's jumps, conditioning, all those things, plus they had, she had to do it through the COVID pandemic period. So that even made it more challenging, but, you know, she just stayed really consistent. And when it was time for her to get back in the gym, I was not surprised that she was fairly close to being right back on track pretty fast. So I commend her for Thank you. I will say another part of it was um, it was um, college camps that we were signed up for. And it was like, you know, we had to have that discussion with her coach that do we have her go? Is she going to look bad if she goes or is she going to look bad if she doesn't go and just completely disappear? So with with our situation, because she had a younger sister and Jada was going to go anyway, it it was cost effective I should say because there were travel ones we had to actually fly and drive Mm -hmm. one but it um it made more sense we had to make that decision and each injury and each child and is going to be different but with her it was we decided let her go let her modify let her communicate with the coaches that were there you know I have a little bit of a you know a back injury but I'm you know I can modify I could do this for now because we were saving it for season you know that it was a big those were big decisions to make because do you go out there and just go all out and risk, you know, slowing down the healing process or do you save yourself for a season and really show up for season? And I think we found a pretty good balance and she saved it for season and, you know, knock on wood so far, so good. Um, And yeah, so that's, I think, uh, depending on the time of year too, when the injury happens, there's different decisions to be made. Very good. 
Um, so Alana has not committed this. So uh, again, to refresh everybody, Alana's the oldest um, daughter gymnast in Tara's family. And her younger sister, Jada, is eighth grade. And so Alana has not committed yet to a school. So she's a 2023, which is a junior. Um, does this concern you as a parent or how do you show her that it will happen and help her stay positive? Well, I would be lying if I said it didn't concern me, but I do my best to not let it stress me out or her out. Um, I'm trying my best to float through the process. There was one mom that had said, you know, floating versus trying to swim to shore, you know, just float through the process and not look at it as a race. And I remind her of that. And I, I try to remind her that this is her journey and her future and that each gymnast is going to find her way to the right college. And, you know, that we, since we have been able to find the silver lining in anything, even an injury, I, I feel that she sees that. She sees that even through her other teammates that have had injuries and didn't end up where they thought they were going to end up. And, you know, whether it's a humbling experience or whatever, I think um, that has just kind of been part of our family value that, you know, everything that's happening for a reason and you're going to end up where you're supposed to end up. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's, I mean, we try to stay positive and, but not, you know, set such high expectations either. It's just, you know, let's hope for the best and see who you connect with, you know. That's great. Because yeah. they really do pick up on our energy as moms and dads. Yeah. And if we look stressed about it, it they know something, they need to get more stressed about it probably because yeah. yeah. they want to control everything. And so the calmer you can stay, but of course you have to really believe it that yeah. her journey will be okay. It'll be what's meant to be. Um, but I think that is a big part for everybody going through this process is being able to trust that the outcome will be the outcome. Because really, even us at JH Consulting, we can only give so much wisdom and advice and education to the process. And then all the other intangibles, we have no control over. So we never make promises or guarantees of anything. But I have seen numerous times where things open up and girls step into those doors that they hadn't I couldn't have predicted, but they kept doing the consistency of whatever it was, whether it's healing through an injury or uh, posting properly and the right timing and um, responding to coaches at the right time and phone calls appropriately, having good questions, all the things um, tend to matter. Um, and you don't know which one is going to be the one thing. So I think having a team around every single athlete of people, including the parent, is the key in all of this. Um, yeah. And so that's certainly what I've seen Alana do. So um, next question would be, would you do any, anything differently with your younger daughter as you walk through the recruiting process now that you've had a few years with me and um, an older one going through it? Well, definitely. And she's already so different from Alana. So we'll, it won't look the same. It's not going to be the same at all with her. Um, and although she's not at a recruitable age yet, she understands the process 
so much better than we did when her sister was her age. So I think, um, I don't know if this is a good answer, but like we will likely go to more general camps this year if we can, like Supergirl, you know, camp, those kinds of camps rather than targeting like specific college camps the following year. That's mm-hmm. what I yeah 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 because she's so young that she's not set I mean I know some kids at at that age might have their Mm -hmm. mindset and the heart set on a particular school she does not so just to get her out there get her exposed um you know I think that's key she realizes that and she's seen that already because she's tagged along on camps um, so she saw that, oh, that college coach noticed me, you know, and she likes that. So she likes the exposure. So the earlier the exposure, the better, even though there's no contact, but there's exposure. Um, and I think oh, I put for that. Um, oh, I think connecting with you right before her season, her first level 10 season, because this was her first. That was great because it, it definitely gave her ownership of her journey and she realized right then like her experience is going to look so different from her sister because yeah put reminders in her head you know so it's definitely different it's going to be a different process right yeah um so one thing I remember we did a JH50 which is our special with Jada the younger one and I was so impressed with her she was so calm she was so confident and as I would explain things to her I would for her age you can definitely tell she had an older sister that's gone through it so she had completely different questions than I would have expected but she kind of in her head and in her emotions I could tell she already has let some of this sink in so it was a it took me by surprise for her age how mature she was yeah. At that session. Yeah. In this world, for sure, because yeah. she's just watched it. She hears it. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about it at dinner. We, you know, she hears me and, you know, with Alana and telling her, did you post? Have you posted? That's always, <laughs> I, think, I, I think most parents have the same yeah. concern. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so great. She, she seemed just a delight. I liked meeting with her. It was fun. Thank you. Thank um, you. Okay. So have you seen Alana grow as a teenager through these years of the college recruiting process? And in what ways have you noticed? Well, she has come out of her shell so much, so much. She's naturally an introvert. She always has been. Mm -hmm. Uh, But through, through this, through with each zoom and each phone call with a college coach, she has gone so much out of her comfort zone. You know, I think kids today in general, are not too comfortable speaking on the phone. Mm-hmm. It's more, you know, texting yeah. and things like that. And to actually get her to have phone conversations and Zoom calls just one-on-one with a coach was so intimidating, but I'm so pleasantly surprised of how she's grown. I mean, for one, she's a teenager that's growing. And two, as kind of being her own agent in a sense, you know, she's own advocate so she has to sell herself she has to show that other side of her that doesn't show through her you know being an introvert so she's really had to just get out of her comfort zone which I think has helped her grow so much through her teenage years um it was 
very challenging at the beginning, but I think it's taught her so much. So it's kind of neat. And then also seeing her posts, you know, again, being an introvert, and she always kind of had a different demeanor in her, you know, floor routines. And now she's coming mm -hmm. and put, pulling her shoulders back more and putting her chin mm -hmm. up. Seeing that, you know, first, I think she's just finding herself. I think it just takes that time. And second, it's, I want this and I'm going to show them who I am, you know? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. There typically are a lot of shy gymnasts. So yeah. um, a lot of parents call me and they say, I don't, I, we don't know what to do. We know she's so shy. How is she going to be able to do this? You know, and I always tell them, just let me start talking to them because, you know, I'm the sometimes their first person outside of the family and their coaches that is actually interacting and asking them hard questions and making them, like you said, get ready to represent themselves. Yeah. So they go from that shy to being more outgoing right before our eyes as uh, advisors. And I think the biggest thing I've seen is that if they have the tools, so if they have a list of questions that they can go, you know, with the college coach, or they have something tangible in their hands, they will do whatever you ask them to do. You know, yeah. they will do it. And then eventually you start to actually even see their personality change too. So um, it doesn't bother us when they're shy and most actually are. So she was, you know, it has been fun to watch her grow in those ways. Yeah. So lastly, what are your hopes and dreams for both your daughters? Well, ideally, I do hope that they enjoy their college years with gymnastics being mm -hmm. part of it. But ultimately, as I'm sure most parents, you know, I hope that they find they each find their own happy place after gymnastics. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think gymnastics has been such a big part of their life journey. But long term, I just really hope and dream that they remain healthy, both physically and emotionally. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they see now more, I'd say in person, you know, the college gymnastics and the gymnasts and how much more fun it seems than, you know, club gymnastics, they do realize it's still work, you know. So I do hope that they get to enjoy that because that's what they've seen all these years. Mm -hmm. So I definitely hope that for them. But Ultimately, I just hope it continues just giving them that foundation for life after gymnastics, because there is a big, long life after gymnastics. So, and, you know, I just hope that, you know, they end up at the place that they really want outside of gymnastics, because that's the other thing we've said, you know, what if you get, you know, injured in college and you have to stop gymnastics or, you know, are you happy at that college? Is that all we're focusing on? So we've really tried with you, with your guidance too, it's so much more than just the gymnastics. It's, you know, the culture of the, the college, the location, the weather, the environment, all of that. So that's what I, I hope that they find the right place. And if they don't, you know, then you shift and right. give it. So, um, but yeah, that's my ultimate dream and goal for them about now I didn't have this in my questions but how many uh college campuses has Alana been on approximately would you say at this point I would say five yeah approximately mm -hmm. five if I that's really right off the top of my head yeah. about five and would you say you could see a difference on some of the campuses in her demeanor 
Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that true? It's so true. You know, I, I said I related to this to parents that were searching for high school right now, the eighth grade parents that, you know, they're not doing tours like they did because of COVID, mm-hmm. especially last year for those eighth graders. And I thought of how important it was for even for her to pick a high school. Mm-hmm. You know, the moment she walked onto campus, she knew like, oh, I don't like this school or I do like this. And the same with the colleges. We went to one, our very first visit. And I just kept thinking like, hey, we, we're all the way here. Why aren't you like pumped up about this? But later she said, I just didn't like it. I didn't like the way it was built. I didn't like the feeling that I, she just didn't. So you have to trust that. Um, but very much, I that was very important. Yes. And we were you know, lucky that we've been able to squeeze in visits during our travels and camp. Right things like that. So good. I just met with a mom today, in fact, who they were able to go across country and watch a meet, college meet. She said it just lit her daughter up. She, he can tell, you know, that is where she wants to be on this one campus they were at. And um, they got to watch a meet at that school. And she felt like before they went on this trip this weekend, that her daughter was wanting college gymnastics but she seemed um passive about the whole recruiting process yeah and so all of you out there as parents i can tell you that is one of the shifts we see as advisors when you get your kids on those campuses um unfortunately it's it's not cheap to be traveling all over so coordinating your trips with other meets or summer camps or whatever you can and just drive through a campus or walk, get out and walk a little bit can make all the difference. And I guess that's just how we're all made. You know, we all have, uh, you know, I tell the girls, it's kind of like when you go spend the night at your girlfriend's houses, you have a sleepover, maybe some houses just feel more comfortable than others. And you can't put your finger on it. You can't really label it. Cause that's the only thing they've really ever done. Some of them are sleepovers or friends or things like that at this, when I start working with them, but boy, I can tell you, it can change everything um, for a candidate to be on a campus and feel that uh, this is where I want to be. They, they come back and everything changes for them. They work differently, not necessarily harder, but they just have this fire in them. And so that's one thing I think you guys have done a great job is getting Alana to a lot of college campuses. And um, so I'm, I know things are going to happen for her. She's, you (laughs) you know, she's done everything she can and she's got the skills. I think it's just a matter of time. And um, I can't wait to see how it all ends up playing out for her and your family. And you've done a good job as mom. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess she puts in the physical hard work and then I'm on the sidelines. Yeah. You know, and then you, it just trickles down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time. That's so great. Well, super. Thank you so much for joining me here on this podcast. And um, I look forward to seeing um, both your daughters be successful in life and as they grow as people and as they journey into college. Thank you, Jill. Thank you for everything. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in Jill Hicks Consulting's advising services, 
head over to www.jhicksconsulting.com and click on the Get Started button to fill out your forms page. One of our advisors will give you a call. We're in your corner and we'll talk to you soon.